What's up, guys? I am Caleb Giddings. I'm Geef. And I'm Jack. And we're back, and we're sorry about the week that we took off from the podcast, uh, which it was funny. The one week we took off from the podcast, I was at a match Sunday morning, and one of the guys in my squad was like, hey, how come an episode didn't come out today? It's like, <laughs> I listen to it every Sunday morning, and I was like... Of all of all the times, you right? know, I'm, st- I'm still... I see the stats every day on it and i'm still not convinced anyone actually listens to it and then our friends and people we know are like hey the next episode and i'm still like you aren't real I'm like you're not you're yeah not I, I have people that are like great episode this week i'm like mm, you're like a bird <laughs> birds are not real birds are not real and neither is that girl on tiktok who appears to be in the army guys that is a dod psyop if you know what i'm talking about you know <laughs> dude she got roy she got weapon outfitters I was like, oh, no, he's been taken. Um, and that is a reference that like ooh, 5% of our listeners will get, if that. Five. five hey, of our if you're listening, I, I love what you do. Keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this week, guys, uh, we'd like to start off by thanking our sponsors for sponsoring the thing. And you can watch a lovely banner of that go by as I wave my hand. And it will not, it will absolutely not slate in in a way that makes sense with the gesture that I just made with my hand. Trust me on that one, because I'm the one who does it. Um, all right, so this week we have a we have a fun time. You know, like boil out of Caleb's nose with uh, one of those little. You know, if I had the the at all desire to like, you know, edit that in a way that was, I I, I don't. I just do a cut insert cut done anyway uh this week we have an interesting topic and it was something that i was thinking about because at said aforementioned match uh, i had an absolute thermonuclear gun meltdown which resulted in me screaming a stream of obscenities at my gun and my mostly my ammunition and the range, uh, the range officer who was running me on that stage sells these patches. And if you're just listening to this, um, you it's a picture I've of a dumpster fire. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a picture of a stage dumpster fire, and it says dumpster stage fire. plan on it. And he sells them. And after my stage at this match, he felt so bad for me. He was like, "You can just take one of those." And this I was like, you. "Okay." Uh, so this uh, this episode, we are talking about embarrassing class or match stories, like things that you've done or seen. And for this one, also, please feel free uh, to post your stories in the comment section on YouTube. Uh, email them to us at whatever email address you happen to find. Um, send us a carrier pigeon, even though birds aren't real. Uh, that makes the carrier pigeons more useful, though, because they're it, actually it drones. If, they actually get to the destination. A bird wouldn't do that. It's a wild animal. That's how, That was the first in, instance of birds not being real, right? It was when they used them as carrier pigeons. <laughs> that was our first confirmation. Like, I bet we can use these wild animals. Why would you assume that at all? <laughs> Did you guys see that there was a birds aren't real convention, by the way? Because... Jack and I were talking before the episode started about things we've seen on TikTok, and I saw that there was a birds aren't real convention on TikTok, and I'm like, the internet is sometimes a mistake, but also sometimes when it allows enough crazy people to gather together in a benign, harmless way. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. You gotta, if you're gonna be crazy, you better be like comfy crazy. 
You it's got to be fun. You, you have to have a fun crazy. So I'll start with embarrassing stories. When I started shooting, I was a guns and AK. I was a Glock and AK guy, which what that meant in 2010. Uh, I, well, no, I started around 20, 2007. What that meant then was that you were poor. Like, <laughs> yeah, it did. You, you were like, you were broke. Because you could afford the Glock, which was like 450 bucks at the time. And if you got a police trade-in, I had a police trade-in 22. I got it for $299 after tax and a Wasser that I bought for 350 So I was like dead broke. But instead of like saying we were broke, we were always like, no, we're about reliability. You know, our guns are going to run forever. And now I'm a 2011 and... uh AR-15 guy, because fuck you, I got money now. Um, <laughs> adult money, fun. I got, a, I got adult money! Um, but at oh, wait, the time, I'm gonna banish real quick. guys would talk about how they wouldn't like clean their guns forever and everything else, and this is what led to, I would just never clean the gun. And I would always talk about like, oh, my AK shot like 8,000 rounds now without cleaning, and somewhere around fourteen or 15,000 rounds without cleaning it, I was at a class, and uh, I did the very cool AK reload at the time, which was take your hit the mag, take your magazine, smack out the that old magazine, rock it in, good old, good old sweet and port, rock. hit the charging handle, came all the way back, flew forward, bang, and that was my first ND, and I felt my whole body stop, and I was like, ooh. One, not into the backstop, well into the fucking stratosphere. Just straight up in the low. Like, seven, like, six to like, us. Oh, God. So I, I'm like, I just, and I, in my head, I had my finger on the trigger. That was what my head just told me. Like, I had messed up, put my finger on the trigger, and I had done something awful. Um, Held my hand up, came off the line, talked to the instructor. The instructor was like, hey, man, we got to pull you. I'm like, no, totally understandable. That's the thing. While this is happening, an instructor picks up my gun, puts it on safe, because he had asked me to, you know, set it down, ground it, and we'll walk back to the end. And as he's walking with it, it goes off again. www.yikes.com AKs, That is the biggest oof, sir. Whatever you, anybody tells you, when people tell you, like, AKs are one forever, that's not true. They beat the crap out of themselves. And if you're not paying attention to the internals on your gun, a very small little spring called a shepherd's hook in your AK is what prevents it from firing without any involvement from the trigger at all. And that thing had walked off its little pin into freedom land. And for God knows how long I was walking around with the thing that would just detonate whatever it fucking felt like. It just, you know, so I'm guessing the shepherd's hook like retains the firing pin on like the spring to keep it from just going like, yes. And like in it, the really helps cheap control versions, the disconnector part of the trigger group. Yeah. In mm. the really cheap versions, it's just a wire spring. Tapco, RIP Tapco, real ones remember. Um, <laughs> Tapco made a plate. That was eight dollars and a thousand times better, and I immediately went out and bought one of those. And then I started a system in my head, which is after serious usage, like a, a big range day, I always tear the guns down, take a look at the internal parts, make sure they're in a working order, and then go forward with my day. You know, Tapco 
does not deserve the, and this might be nostalgia talking, but Tapco did not deserve the reputation that it got after a while. Like, did they make some really cheesy, you know, low They made some cheesy, they made parts? some, as sure. the, the parlance of the day goes, they made some cringe parts. Yeah. But they, but they also, also made some made absolutely some... fantastic parts that were not expensive that just freaking worked. All the AKs used a Tapco G2 trigger oh, and that plate, and they worked. My Rifle Dynamics came with a Tapco G2 trigger. Um, like, let's were... be real. The Tapco SKS stock was not bad. The no. problems that pe the the problem with the SKS with what people would do to those you go SKSs is, is when they started to try to make them 30, 40 rounds. You know, you stick with that internal 10 round magazine, you put the Tapco stock on it, which makes the gun a little bit more ergonomic. It's not it's not terrible. And I find myself in a very strange place defending Tapco because I guarantee if you go through go through my old blog and search through the archives, there's an entry in there where I say Crapco or something like that. And you well, know because what? Because at at the time we live and learn, there were parts that didn't work. They had an AK folding stock that was guaranteed to fail. Yes. Uh, at the same time, they had the saw pistol grip, which before before the time of Magpul, if you had a Tapco saw pistol grip on your gun, you were loving life. And you were yes. cool, too. You were, like, yes. way out on the edge of the smart guy curve. The Jack, real foregrip, which allowed you to put a rail for a light on an AK, mm -hmm. that was... We're talking light years before the Zukov from Magpul stuff. Like, you just... I don't even know if they're still around. Do you remember, what was it, Ultimac or something that made Ultimac is still around, still Did doing you? business. Um, my, when I was at my peak, I had a Bulgarian 74 with an Ultimac, a micro dot, a sawed off Tapco Galil handguard for the foregrip, because you had to cut off half of it to make it work, um, and a Tapco T6. Uh, which was the AR style butt pad. Nice. You know, uh, on the Ultimac, uh, 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 fuck, Ultimac, you guys should probably call up uh, Gat Daily about your website because I think they might be able to help you with this because this is. <laughs> if I remember <laughs> right, it hasn't changed since like 2007. Yep, yeah, no, it's, this, it's that. Yep, this is 100% the thing that I've ordered something from. something on the internet and it just exists now. It, it It's fantastic. But, you know, the, those M1 carbine rails were really cool too. Uh, but that I also, it's funny that I have such a soft spot for the M1 carbine and don't actually own one. The the last one that I came close to was Kiapa made that M1 carbine that took M9 mags. And I had one in the store that I was running and it didn't work for shit, but man, it was cool. Like it was super cool, which does not at all segue into my embarrassing uh, gun story. But interestingly, mine's not from a class or a match. It's actually from a hunt that I was on. And we were, so we were on this big media hunt. Right. And they've got guy, you know, they got media guys out there. It was sponsored by Smith and Wesson and uh, Yamaha's outdoors group. So we had uh, side by side UTVs that we were using to just, you know, bum around in the Wyoming plains shooting prairie dogs and 
you know, literally shooting anything but like big game, right? All of the small game that's, you know, legal to shoot. We were just lighting it up. And the Yamaha rep, a very nice guy, had been, you know, very insistent that everyone has to wear helmets and stuff like that. So, of course, the minute that we're, you know, more than, you know, the minute we're out of eyesight, nobody's wearing helmets. But he was also very insistent about not using the vehicles as rests for shooting. And he was like, just, you know, don't do it. Like, da-da-da-da-da. No problem, right? So anyway, we pull up on this Prairie Dawn I bail out with my M4. And what do I do? I use the vehicle as a rest. And I'm like, I'm nowhere near any part of, you know, the vehicle that could possibly be damaged by this. So whack. And I hear kind of like a ka-ting or twang almost. And I'm like, that was weird. I shoot a couple more rounds. And what I really, so these don't have windshields, but they have like a plexiglass strip across the front it kind of around eye level and i suddenly look at the plexiglass strip and realize that it's creased in multiple places from five five six just glancing off of it never penetrating it didn't go through but i probably shot like five rounds that all glanced off this plexiglass visor and creased the piss out of it i mean completely destroyed it and of course, that that makes me the dumbass gun writer who's got to go back and explain to the guy. So you know this, you know twenty thousand know dollars. You told me not to do. Kid, you know the thing you told me not to do to your twenty thousand dollar UTV that you loaned us for this event. I did the thing, and I broke your toy. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm fortunate that I'm luck. I'm fortunate that I didn't actually shoot a hole in it. You know, and I didn't like puncture body work or anything like that. But it was just one of those moments where you go your whole career and you're trying to not be that guy. And in that moment, I fully was cognizant of the fact that, oh, yeah, today I am that today guy. Today I am that I, guy. I was that guy. I have had that guy moment. That was that was maintenance. Fun, fun maintenance. So my embarrassing story will be a two-parter. It starts with me and then it goes to another guy because it was really fun. Um, so my embarrassing story starts with the maintenance of the X95 bullpup where I broke the part. I was explicitly told, hey, if you don't do this in the right order, you will break this part. <laughs> I'm like, well, hmm, I must experience this for real. And so I did. <laughs> So taking apart that rifle and, and switching out parts in it, you are supposed to, because I wanted to install a new trigger pack, you're supposed to pull the charging handle clear because if you don't, the barrel lock will crunch that and your gas cylinder up and the rifle no worky no more. Um, rifle no worky. And, and so I immediately go to take everything apart and then I release the barrel lock and I hear crunch and I go, ah, I've done the thing. I, I've done the thing. Ah. Uh, and that was right before uh, we were we were going to do Tavor Operator class. I th I think it was a level no, it was a level one class. And I'm really excited because I just got this gun. I haven't uh, shot it yet. I immediately break it, and I break it so bad I can no longer um, change the parts back. So I had to mail it back to Pennsylvania, yes. and I'm like, I hope it get I hope it gets done before class because otherwise i'm running another class with a rifle that isn't mine but this time it's because i broke it you see what happened um, was so it come it comes back 
I'm feeling embarrassed, but like I got my toy finally, everything's installed, everything's working. And we start spinning up for class. And this one guy just comes in and he's got the rifle wrapped up in a towel. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's an odd way to uh, bring in a, a rifle for class. That's an interesting choice. Did you not have a case? Did like, I understand the box is really big and awkward, but did you not have a case? And he goes, oh no, it wouldn't fit in my Porsche. And we go, ha, 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 funny. Um, no, seriously. And he goes, no, it wouldn't fit in my Porsche. So we all wander outside. And sure enough, he's got a tiny Porsche with the tiny freaking trunks that come on Porsches right. parked at this class. They're called a frunk because they're a the frunk. <laughs> and sure enough, this thing only had space for that rifle wrapped in a towel and no other accessories. There wasn't an optic on this thing. There were no magazines with it. And he's just like, yep, I'm going to roll in like a baller to this class with my Porsche. I mean, and bring out my rifle and my bath towel. Good, good car. Poor class choice. <laughs> that reminds me, though, I love the when I was, you know, when I was uh, running a gun store, my favorite customers and were the ones who were very self-aware when they brought a bag of gun parts into the store and be like, I tried to do this in my house and it is not and then they just sort of like abashedly hand over the they, they do the little head bow parts. and they're just like i am not worthy yeah and i tried to do something at home and i didn't do a good job it's like yeah I clearly had had those i had i had one who i argued i argued with this old guy for God, probably about 30 minutes that he'd lost parts in the back of his receiver because he was going from an adjustable stock on an AR, you know, like everybody runs in the last 20 years, back to a fixed A2 stock for some reason. And he had had all the little springs fire out the back of the receiver and therefore his rear retention pin didn't stay in anymore. And he's like, no, I didn't. And I pull the pin out and I'm like, yes, you did. And he goes, no, I didn't. I'm like, this <laughs> wouldn't happen if you had left it alone, sir. There is a specific failure mode that induces this. It doesn't happen other ways. Oh, speak. speaking of Tapco again and the saw pistol grip, I, like Jack, was once a poor boy from a poor family. Um, <laughs> and I put the saw grip on my original arsenal that I got for $5.99 back in like 2009. I had an SGL 20 that I got for $5.99. And I'm like, this is it. This will be my one rifle that I will ever have probably just because I don't, I don't know what my income perspectives are looking like in the future. And so I will have this $600 AK and it will last for all, all the evers and it will be fine. And I just remember the, the saw grip being very, very comfortable and thinking I had made it. This was great. I, you know, Going up from here can go in increments, but it's probably not going to skyrocket. And uh, in contrast to that thought of many years ago, I got these delivered today. So <laughs> uh, for our audio only listeners, that was I, Keith's got dual tubes. So it turns yeah. out my income prospectives were not as fixed as I thought. Weird. How fun. <laughs> oh, man. One one more embarrassing story, and this one's a personal one. So I'm teaching an M4 class, a military class, and I'm talking about you know how uh, there's always one guy in class who 
puts the who forgets to put the buffer and buffer uh the buffer spring and buffer back in their gun when they put it back together and then grabs the charging handle and launches their bolt into the stock and I'm it's like, oh, this is one guy and then i was the guy in my own class it's such a unique sound it. and feeling and it's She's just like, and you just mm. immediately go god because mm. you know what happened and you're just standing there and you're like Welp, that was my day. And so, that one, that one is a me one. I did one similar, but it was the um I forgot to put the plug in the back of the um bulk carrier group for my law tactical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like shika click shika click. Why are you not shika click? Why are you not feeding? Why are you not going the uh, <laughs> Oh, this is fine. We're good. <laughs> Everything's we're good. It's, it's you saw fine. Something. Don't ask questions. I remember I was this was uh when I was taking my armorers course many, many moons ago. I when I signed on for the army and two and a half years into a three-year contract, they finally sent me my to my new uh MOS school. I'm like, ah, you guys are efficient. Um, so oh, I go man. out to the armorers course and we start taking about guns that I've been playing with for for many years at this point and we get to the knights 110 sas and i'm like i know the inside of a sas i've had the sas in my office taken it completely apart put it back together so i just start and the instructor is is telling us about it i'm like aha i live next to operation parts i you know i've played with knight stuff before i take it all apart everything's spread out and i'm well ahead of everyone else who's paying attention like they should be because then he gets to the point where he's like, hey, and this part in the trigger, we don't touch this. We are contractually obligated not to touch this. This is a go back to Florida uh, repair if we touch that. And I'm like, that's sitting on my desk. You're like, if I not touch just... this, <laughs> you mean... So I slowly grab a couple of pins and maybe a disconnector and I'm like... And then, and then a few minutes later, they're like, "There's really no reason why we can't touch this. It's just in the contract that we don't touch that. They touch that, so don't do that." I'm like, oh, okay, so yeah, you know why that's in the contract? So they can make some money. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, uh, for the listeners out there, please share your stories of when you were that guy. And like I said, let us uh, let us know in the comments when you were that guy, uh, your, your fun stories, if you knew that guy, if you saw that guy, stuff like that. We want to thank everybody especially, for- Especially guys, if you were that guy, because those are the best learning stories. Yeah, for, they really are. We want to thank everybody for listening uh, on YouTube, on- the apple podcasts itunes all of those feeds make sure you're liking sharing subscribing doing all of that fun stuff to help grow the show and we will be back next week with another episode